You know, I would, uh, I'd love that job. I'd love that job. But I would sweat too much. Yeah. I would really need sweat block. <laughs> a lot. Do you think she uses it? Do you think Corinne Jean-Pierre she might, uses might. sweat block? Well, no, I don't think she gets nervous because she doesn't have any idea how bad she really is. She just is. says we've been clear and then never yeah, says anything. It never says anything except what's in her book. Um, anyway, let me tell you about sweat block. Sweat block is, um, is a deodorant antiperspirant. It's better than all the rest if you want to use the deodorant stick. Better than anything I've ever used. However, the wipes... You put under a wipe under each arm. You just wipe under each arm once a week. And you don't sweat. You don't smell. I mean, it's amazing stuff. Sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. Or you can find it on Amazon. for the January 6th protesters, even the peaceful ones. And I didn't speak out because, I mean, I wasn't at the Capitol on January 6th, and, you know, some of that was kind of bad, and, I mean, I don't really want to stick out. Then they came for the guns, gun rights supporters, and I didn't speak out because I'm not a gun owner, or I'm a gun owner, but I don't want to draw attention to myself, or I don't want to lose my job. Then they came for the pro-life activists. And I didn't speak out because I'm pro-life, but I've never really been an activist. And those people are kind of weird, so I'm not really sure if I can speak out on that. And and it's so divisive. Who are they coming for next? And will, will there be anyone left to stand for you? I give you the amazing stories that have come out this weekend of... Who's being round up next? Who's next on the FBI hit list? 60 seconds, we begin. Used to have a hard time getting sleep at night and back in the old days before Mike Lindell got me hooked on his... I mean, the guy is... He's a pillow pusher. He is. You know, he's also America's most wanted uh, pillow manufacturer, which... I've heard he's taking tags off of mattresses. I don't know if that's true or not. But that is probably why they brought the SWAT team. And thank goodness they had a tank there because you never know what he could have done. Anyway, uh, he's now changing the way you buy footwear. Mike's launched a new brand of slippers, slides, and sandals. Uh, You can get them at an amazing discount right now, $29.98. It's an $80 value. It's MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK. Listen, these are not going to be at this price uh, for very long. It's a limited time. And who knows? I mean, I mean, maybe when he's a prisoner, he can make really nice slippers, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're there, folks. Uh, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. 
click on the radio listener special square use the promo code back receive this incredible limited time offer 60 day money back guarantee mypillow.com first they came for the pillow guy and i didn't say anything because i don't sleep on his pillows i what story came out friday mark hawk along with Ryan Marie Hawk. Seven children. Mark's a well-known pro-life author, sidewalk counselor, father of seven. And thank goodness the SWAT team came into his house. Yes, yes, came into his house, broke the door down, scared the hell out of the family. And he is in jail today. Apparently, he violated the FACE Act. Now, I wanted to understand exactly what the FACE Act is. So I looked it up. Let me see if I can find it here. FACE Act. No, it was moved. That's helpful. So the FACE Act... Basically, what what the FACE Act is, I don't know where it was moved to, but basically the FACE Act is something that um, the uh, local governments and even the federal government can bring up charges on if you are trying to block somebody from going into an abortion clinic. The freedom of access to clinic entrances. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, freedom. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what is the... I, can we stop naming them stupid, so stupid. names? Are we so anyway, dumb? We need to like summarize. We, the, we are. are. Okay, so you you can't block somebody from having access. Well, he didn't block anybody from having access. There was another street performer, uh, somebody else who was screaming at the other side, and he and his son were there, and they were praying, um, and this activist who was not going into the uh, Planned Parenthood, wasn't escorting anybody, he starts screaming at Mark and his son. Uh, And not not sure exactly what happened, but it got to a place to where this guy had cornered Mark's son. And Mark said, back off, back off. The guy doesn't back off, so he shoves Mark. Now, word is this guy's a, what do they call him, a tumbler? I think he's a guy who, if you touch him, he falls down. Uh, oh, a flopper. oh, my gosh. A flopper. a flopper. He's like the LeBron James of abortion clinics. OK, apparently, apparently, allegedly, okay. allegedly. allegedly. Yes. Thank you. So uh, the police come and they arrest uh, the father of seven for pushing this man to the ground. Planned Parenthood has got it all on tape. They got it on tape. So it goes to trial. And the case is dismissed. Wait a minute. I haven't heard that part of the story. The case was dismissed. I thought the FBI. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the Justice Department heard about this case and thought it was so egregious that if the local police and state police won't do anything about it, we certainly will. So they went in kicking and screaming into this house of this family. Um, they 25 or 30 FBI agents swarm the property, 15 vehicles. 
It's seven o'clock in the morning. They surround the house with rifles in firing position, and they start pounding on the door, yelling for the family to open up the door. And he approaches. Now, the kids are upstairs. They're everybody screaming and crying. Um, And he's telling them to calm down, and he's trying to calm the FBI down as well. He says, please, I am going to open the door, but please, my children are in the home. I have seven babies in the house. And they just kept pounding and screaming. The FBI did. When he opened the door, according to him, they had big, huge rifles pointed at him and pointed at mom. And then they went into the house and were pointing them throughout the house. When they when they came in, they ordered the kids to stay, uh, stay upstairs. The staircase is open. So the kids were all at the top of the stairs with faces the front door. I was on the stairs as well coming down. Kids were all just screaming. It was very scary and traumatic. Uh, after asking why they were at the house, the agent said that there had been uh, there to arrest Mark. When mom asked for their warrant, they said that they were going to take him whether they had a warrant or not. When she said, uh, that's kidnapping. You can't just come into a person's house and kidnap them at gunpoint. They agreed to get the warrant uh, from for her from one of the vehicles. Oh, good. At this point, Mark asked her to get him a sweatshirt and his rosary beads. Uh, when she returned, they had already loaded him up into the vehicle. Now, what did this guy do again that warranted this? Our friends who voted for Democrats. Is this the America you want? Any friend who votes differently. Any American citizen that votes differently. Do you want a guy getting his door kicked in after the charges were dismissed in court? Do you want the FBI kicking down his door for pushing a guy who was yelling at his son, pushing him down to the ground? I'm not for violence. He's not for violence. He's never been violent before. It was a dad responding. The court dismisses it. Is this the America you want? Because once you get out of line, once you decide, if we don't all stand together now, you're not going to make it. You'll be the one finishing the poem. When they came for me, there was no one left. You will be the one finishing the poem. You have to stand up now. We have to stand up together and say, The Department of Justice and the FBI is completely out of control. I don't think the Postal Service should be spying on American people. Another whistleblower has come out from the FBI to warn about the politicalization of the FBI, saying the Bureau is spying on law-abiding citizens and that many of its domestic counterterrorism cases are tantamount to entrapment. Another FBI agent is coming out and saying this now.
There's an interview with the Washington Times. Quote, my team was deployed 20 or 25 different high profile national terrorism organizations investigating what I saw uh, is um, the the counterterrorism investigations is always and unequivocally morally equivalent to a tra- entrapment, even if there's legal definition that allows them to skirt that they are using every tool. Isn't this what people did to Martin Luther King? Isn't this what people did when the government was completely out of control in the past? And isn't this exactly what others did to their political enemies in every country that has ever been run by thugs? I still believe in America. I still believe in my neighbor. I still believe in the neighbor who votes differently than me. I, I think that there are a lot of people that are feeling it now. But they don't know what to do. And they don't know if they want to lose all their friends, their status. Because they're not really sure. Reassure them that you're not the crazy one. Reassure them. Don't try to change their mind. Just ask them questions. Are you really, you really for the transgenders? You're re- you're really okay with hospitals mutilating young children when there is no scientific proof that this is good. In fact, if you're trying to stop suicides, this makes suicides worse. You really, I don't understand. And even if you're for that, help me out on the on the trans library parties i'm not for banning books i don't want to ban books at libraries books where in a children's section at a school yeah there are books i'm not going to put a playboy there you wouldn't put a playboy there then why would you put this it's much more explicit than a playboy and it is it's it's showing kids how to engage in all kinds of different sex for first grade third grade really you're for that now Wake your friends up. Wake them up. Because first they came for the January 6th protesters. Even the peaceful ones. And they charged them with parading. And I didn't speak out. Then they came for the guns, gun rights supporters. And I didn't speak out. Because I wasn't a gun owner. Then they came for the pro-life activists. And I didn't speak out or stand up because, yeah, I'm pro-life, but I'm not, I'm not an activist. Now they come for people who voted for Trump, but I didn't vote for Trump. I got news for you. That's 50% of the nation. You add in the hatred of white people, Asians, cisgender, and gays that don't support trans, shown in libraries. That's an awful lot of people. Who will be left to defend you? 
Phyllis wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. I had back problems my whole life, but I've never felt so comfortable as I do now, now that I have Relief Factor. Before, just sitting still for a few minutes would make me feel stiff as a board. Well, now I can garden, do everything I love without being terrified of how much I'll be hurting later. I can't tell you how much Relief Factor has improved my life. Thank you, Phyllis. Relief Factor is not a drug. It was developed for people like you that don't want to be spaced out all day. And maybe ibuprofen just doesn't do it. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. Relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. So do you want to live in a country, because this is what this election is really all about. Do you want to live in a country where we're furthering the hatred of one another and we're codifying it? We're making it part of our law. It's part of the mantra. You know, people didn't like Donald Trump because they said he was going to cause violence. Violence is already happening. You may not know it if you just listen or watch the mainstream media, but it's already happening. You look at what happened over the uh, over last week. 18-year-old kid run over by a car. Why? Because the guy is a maniac, most likely an alcoholic. They were having a political argument. He gets into the car, he leaves all in a huff. He sees the boy call somebody. He immediately thinks he's a Republican extremist. And he's calling to get his extremist friends to come kill me. So he runs him over and then calls the police himself. He leaves the scene of the crime and he calls the police himself and says, I just I just uh, hit and uh, possibly killed a extremist Republican. Is this the kind of country you want to live in? There was an 83-year-old woman, a woman, going door-to-door, passing out pamphlets and talking about Proposition 3 in Michigan, which seeks to enshrine abortion rights in the state's constitution. She was shot. She was 83 years old. She was in a conversation, I guess a heated conversation, at a residence in her neighborhood. The man who shot her was not involved in the conversation. The victim doesn't know his identity or motive. But she had to drive herself to the hospital. She had to drive her. She's an 83-year-old woman. She leaves your door. Somebody in your neighborhood shoots her. And there's no one to take her to the hospital? She has to take herself. Is this? I don't care who that is. I don't care who comes to your door. You don't shoot people. Let alone an 83-year-old woman. 
Is this the America you want? Hillary Clinton this weekend compared Trump supporters to Nazis. God, if we didn't have such a bad school system, there's a reason why they buried the Nazis. They buried them in education because we brought a lot of Nazis over here. After the war, we brought all the top scientists over. Oh, well, we, you know, we're afraid of Nazis, but not that afraid of Nazis. And they made Nazis into the big boogeyman because the left prefers communism. But it's the same thing, except one's a public-private partnership, which is exactly what the World Economic Forum and Joe Biden are pushing for. When they say democracy democracy is at stake they mean democracy they don't mean the republic they want one man one vote and that's the way fascism always starts you can vote and they'll vote in who they want and then there's no more vote that's why we have a republic I wish people, I pray that people will wake up. I pray that people will do their own homework. People are rediscovering the Constitution and the Declaration. And that's a really good thing. Rediscover your faith. To really know what's true, you really have to start at the beginning. And if you don't have a faith, I urge you to find one. But if it's just not for you, okay. What were the things that your parents or your grandparents taught you that you know to be true? Just behave that way. Just the things that we all used to know were true. Do that. The next right thing. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. There is some real financial pressure coming. Uh, we are not through it. It is, I mean, it is intentional what is going on right now, and it's putting all of us under financial pressure. I'm guessing you might be one of them, and it's hard enough to stay on top of your finances when things are good, but things, when they're bad, <sighs> You feel like you don't have any options. Let me give you one. American Financing. Um, they started doing business with me uh, a long time ago. And they actually called me and they wanted to get on the program before the crash of 08. And I said, you guys who are in the finance business, you're causing all of this. And they said, no, no, not us. Our customer, we don't sell those things. We don't work for the banks. And I said, you call me after the crash and we'll see how you did. Well, they fared very well, and so did their customers, because they work for you. Please call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and get on board with Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save yourself 10 bucks.
This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I reached out to um, Rudy Atala, who is the Nazarene Fund chief operating officer. Um, and uh, I reached out to him because I saw this this video from Iran that purported to be Iranian Christian women warning the West. And Rudy uh, speaks a billion different languages. And so I called him and he's also from the Middle East. I said, Do you know, anybody can translate Farsi. And uh, he said, yeah. And we translated it. And uh, if you've seen that video. Rudy is convinced that is not uh, Iranian Christians. And Rudy, you said because women, uh, uh, Christians would never say those things in Iran. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. It's good to hear your voice, Glenn. Yeah, good to hear from you. So what do you mean? What do you mean that they wouldn't say that? Why wouldn't they? Well, I, uh, because... It, uh, it it's counterproductive to them. Uh, uh, Christians are persecuted all the time. Uh, the underground church is persecuted all the time in uh, in Iran. Uh, we've helped in the past uh, uh, a lot of uh, Iranian Christians. So I took I took the video and just ran it by some of my Iranian Christian friends as well, and they said that uh, the last thing they would they would want is that much attention. Mm. There's a constant crackdown on them. Uh, in the country, um, young girls are raped at a very young age. Um, um, they're they're tortured, they're beat. So many of them have a hard time escaping, and most stay underground and they practice their faith uh, quietly. I tell you, I, I think Christians in America have no idea. Uh, well, they soon will probably. Uh, what real persecution is like around the world? What most Christians uh, go through? around the world. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit of get, just get an update um, on the Nazarene fund. And where yes, do we, sir. where do we stand with those people that um, we had over in the lily pad country? I don't know if we can even say what, what country that is now, um, but we can, we can. Yeah. So, yes, sir. Uh, so it was the UAE and um uh, where do they, where do those people stand? Are they still there? Yeah. So uh, for the last, for the last past year, since we did the evacuation, we, uh, we moved personally, we moved over 9,500 people. Plus we helped uh, other NGOs move another 3000. So a little over 12,000 people. And from the 9,500 that we were per personally responsible for, we are down now to less than 2,000 that are in a uh, humanitarian city. Um, we've had teams on the ground um, working with them every single day. We've never left them. Uh, we've, prov we've helped them with, uh, with medical issues, food issues, and on each individual, we have a 40-page portfolio um, uh, to help with their medical background, with uh, you know everything that's required for processing to, uh, to final destination countries like Canada, the United States, Brazil, Germany, wherever they were going, Australia, and whatnot. So why can't we get them out of there? Is it still our State Department? Oh, yes. The State Department has been a nightmare to work with. Uh, oftentimes, they'll swing by. They'll go into humanitarian city, and they'll pull people without telling us who they're pulling. So we have to go back in our database. We developed a database, very detailed uh, with each of the refugees that we took care of. 
Um, and, um, and we had to figure out exactly who was taken and who was not. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge, but we've been working through it. Um, and we've had tremendous success. In fact, we are one of the only NGOs on the ground in the UAE that has not left, but have worked very closely with the, with the host nation to make sure the refugees, our refugees are taken care of and are settled in final destination countries. We, we gave our word. We told them that we we would. Um, exactly right. Uh, or do we, and don't say anything, obviously you're, you're smarter than that. You don't have to preface it with that. Um, are the safe houses in Afghanistan still up and running? Um, there are, there are many people left behind, uh, and we still support. That's all I can say. And, um, and, Yes, sir. Is there anything that you can tell uh, the audience? Because I see these. And if you care to tell any of the um, medical things that have happened, can you talk about any of that? Sure. Um, I mean, during the evacuation, you know, for the audience to know that, you know, we, we literally ramped up. We went from zero to 60 miles an hour overnight. We didn't have a long lead time to prepare for this evacuation, it came as a, as a big surprise to, to all of us. Um, so uh, in the process of evacuating a lot of people, we had uh, to, to fix or help a lot of individuals with gunshot wounds from the mm. Taliban. I mean, hang on uh, just a second. I'm, I mean specifically after the event, things that happen at 2 o'clock in the morning, phone calls. Can you oh, talk yeah. about any of those? Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've had, we've had some attempted suicides, um, Afghans that were uh, completely depressed because of the situation that we're in, um, that we had to take care of. Um, we had, uh, you know, after the fact, uh, we had, you know, mothers deliver in, 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 in outside the countries that we took care of. Um, you know, after the fact, there were all kinds of, medical issues that that popped up that uh, that we had to deal with directly and uh you know thank god praise god so far we've we've managed to literally take care of every single individual that had a, any type of medical issue that uh, that required our attention so um so rudy we have spent how much of the money cuz we we're keeping all of the rest of the money to finish the mission and fly these other 2000 and to make sure that we have enough money. So how much money have we spent of that? What was it? 35 million. Yeah. So, so we flew 35, uh, 35 flights, um, which cost somewhere between um, 600,000 to 750,000 per flight. So we went over 19 million in, in aircraft alone uh, and then during the evacuation phase, we spent another eight million in humanitarian efforts, safe houses, transportation, food, medical care, and whatnot. Um, and then we've been also been in the six high six figures every single month with all the work that we're doing currently on the ground, not only in the UAE, but also in other countries where we moved uh, individuals uh, with resettlement. So um, it's been a significant amount of money. We've we've gone through a good uh, a, a good chunk of it, um, and uh, we're still we're still using as much as we can 
to make sure that we keep on our uh, to our word to help yeah. uh, every single person we were responsible for. Good. Do you have were were we involved in I can't remember which organization was it Nazarene Fund and OUR or just OUR that was over in Ukraine? So it was Nazarene Fund um, and OUR. Okay. Um, OUR has got a good presence there. Yeah. Um, and a Nazarene Fund started in the beginning, but we were primarily more focused on Afghanistan and working on on what we're you know, what we said we we're going to do. It is, um, it's a frightening time where people, I mean, now there's a kind of a crisis of men leaving uh, Russia. And do you believe all this? I mean, I ask you because you've, you know, you were on the Security Council and everything else. You have all the, all of the background to be able to answer this. It, what's up with the nuclear talk, Rudy? Is this just you know, saber rattling or is that something we should actually be concerned about with Russia? We should always be concerned about it. Of course. Um, you know, I think, I think at, at present it's saber rattling, but, um, of course, when you're, when the tensions is high, there's always chance for one side or the other to make a mistake. And then, and then we go down, down the wrong path. So, you know, we just need, leaders with uh with cool minds and uh you know focused resolve on the issue right now uh you know clearly putin has um has a lot of problems but uh you know when you put somebody like that back against the wall um you know you don't know what you're going to get he is a smart man he is he survived over 22 years in power not just because he's dumb or he does things haphazardly but because he's very calculating and he knows what he's trying to achieve. Uh, unfortunately, he's been dealt a very bad blow in Ukraine. He thought he would win it quickly and he did not. So now uh, it's escalating because he does want to win. He's got two options. One option is to go all in and double down, or the other option is to find, you know, a, a course that would work for everybody and then get, let him save face. But I see him doubling down right now, and this is why it's so dangerous. And we shouldn't see anything real from him until spring, right? I mean, because of the snows and the rains and the mud and everything else? Correct. Ex except for, you know, I wouldn't put it past him to, uh, you know, to, to, to pull a rabbit out of a hat and do something something very nasty. But you're, you're correct in your assessment. Rudy, as always, really good to talk to you. Um, and thank you for how prayerfully you approach each and every mission. Um, you are the reason, really, truly, you are the reason that so many people got out uh, of Afghanistan. Thank you very much for the update. I appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. You God, bless. God bless. Rudy Atala, he is a Nazarene Fund uh, COO, um, our one-year uh, anniversary of getting people onto tarmacs and still we still have them on the tarmacs in one country uh, about 2000 of the what did he say 13,000 uh, or 12,000 that were moved um, we're still taking care of those and we will move them that was our word that I gave to the UAE to get them to open up their airport back in just a minute let me tell you about my Patriot supply bet you never thought you know, you could put food away for emergencies and it could be delicious. Well, it can. 
My Patriot Supply has done it. If you don't have emergency food stocked away against disaster, you should start right now. Today is worse than yesterday, but still, it's better than tomorrow. It's kind of like planting a tree. When, when's the best time to have, uh, you know, a, a food storage, emergency storage? I don't know. Uh, today? Today would be the great day. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company, uh, company, and they have millions of customers. I'm one of them. They're offering a 20% discount on their three-month emergency food kit when you order at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. They ship fast, they ship free, and most importantly, they ship discreetly. Everything un- arrives in an unmarked box because you don't necessarily want your neighbor to know what's going on. Uh, You'll get delicious entrees, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, totaling more than 2,000 calories a day. Ensure your energy and your strength in a crisis. Calories count. Go right now. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. The Glenn Back Program. Uh, well, I can't believe that uh, Pennsylvania is really even considering um, as a senator, um, Mr. Fetterman, who has had a stroke and I feel for him, uh, but, you know, he should probably take a seat uh, until he can, you know, really repair some of the um, you know, some of some some of the ways is his he thinks, you know, his pathways have been broken. I want you to listen to him now uh, this weekend saying uh, or do you not. Oh, is that coming from there? Um, OK, I think you're thinking we're going to play the audio here. But this is something I, thought, I just actually saw. Oh, I which thought is it was where he coming goes. from the control. Room. Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. He, <laughs> he meant well, that's pretty much a quote. Pittsburgh. Uh, I think he meant the Steelers. I can't even tell yeah. which way, which audience he was trying to kiss up to. Was it the Pittsburgh audience or the Philly audience? I don't even know. They chant Eagles after, so maybe he was in Philly. Uh, but this, it, it's not a good... I mean, look, this would prove once and for all that voters literally don't care about these elections and have no interest as to who is leading their state. The man is a walking corpse. He is basically... A walking corpse. He, Glenn, the guy can't speak. He can't speak. I feel the same amount of of uh, sympathy for him as a person going through a severe medical trauma, yes. which is what has occurred here. Yes. I feel that same level of sympathy for but, him as a person. He should not be senator because he's a socialist, but that's something totally separate right. from his medical condition. How can a Democrat vote for this guy? He, he can't get through a sentence. He is Put a- your mic up to that real quick. I mean, you have to listen to this. This is, this is incredible. Go ahead. Here we go. You have it? And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Wow. The Eagles. The face he makes after saying this. And the Eagles, uh, and he's like, eyes are looking around. He can't even, he is not seemingly at all aware that he's made this mistake. They said the Eagles are better than the Eagles. Now, 
as an Eagles fan, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad the Eagles are better than the Eagles. I've seen previous. Have you ever seen the Eagles play the Eagles? <laughs> no. Oh, it's a yeah, no. wow. It's a close game. But luckily, the Eagles are better than the Eagles. They are better than yeah. the Eagles this year. That's for sure. So. But I mean, this guy, look, he can't do the most basic things that he would need to do. Is a deliberative body. Senate is a deliberative body in theory. In theory, your job is to make arguments about policy and convince others. And it just, it doesn't make any sense. Obviously, no one cares. If this guy wins, he's ahead in the polls. Nobody cares. Which one cares about our republic? Which one cares about our republic? The Democrats have put a guy into office that is barely functional already Mm -hmm. as the head of state. Now, as a senator... One of a hundred, they want to send a guy in that can't function, cannot function. Who cares about the Republic? I'm sorry. Who is putting democracy uh, at risk? I would say the Democrats just based on those two candidates. The Glenn Beck Program.